Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is designed to change our life. We thank you that your word molds us into the image of and the identity that you have called us to walk in. We thank you that we are regents in the earth that will operate in your authority. We operate in power and dominion. We thank you, God, that we see ourselves the way that we see that you see us, that we are a true reflection of your character in all ways, and that everything that we do, we do it for the kingdom. Uh, and we thank you that the word that will be shared tonight will make us better servants of the kingdom. We will be able to go into the earth and seek and save those that are lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Appreciate you guys for sharing and tagging. So tonight, guys, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> eyes up. And that's just an easy way to just say, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, Pastor Edwin shared the, a prophecy with the guiding word with us uh, this this Sunday, and I'm going to read through it. And then after I read through it, tonight's teaching will be based on it. Because as you, if you were there Sunday and you heard him teach, you'll understand that there are a lot of promises in the prophecy of what God is going to do on our behalf. But with those promises uh, come some requirement. There's some task involved. There's some involvement. There's some action required on our part. And so as part of a teaching ministry, it, it will be it will be erroneous of us and, and, and poor of us and a failure uh, to be true and honest to you to tell you that every promise that comes from God is going to show up in your life uh, and not give you the steps on how to do it because God isn't moved by tears. He isn't moved by lack. God isn't moved by circumstances and situation. God, we re, we lay hold of the things of God through our faith and through doing the things that he has designed for us to do within the covenant. And so what I want to do tonight is to remind you of some promises that God has made in the guiding word and then show you also where he has tasked us with things that we need to do to see what he has said. And so let's read the prophecy, the guiding word, and then let's take off for tonight. I got about 47 minutes. That should be plenty. It says, and I think I put it in the uh, banner. Oh, you already day on it. So hold on to what you've heard this past year and be prepared for what is to come. All right. So he's saying, and if you, he's saying, don't forget about the prophecy for 2023. Right. I still got mine up here. Don't forget about that one. He said, hold on to it. Uh, the same one that says, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a panic. Right. Don't get out of love. That one. Hold on to that. What you've heard this past year, but be prepared for what is to come. I have already opened up gates and released supernatural power for you. So the gates are open. He ain't that we ain't waiting for them to open. They're open. All right. And supernatural power has been given to you. Believe my words and watch as great ease, praise the Lord, shall come over you as you trust in me and let me walk with you. In other words, that grace will come on you as you obey God. What was once difficult will no longer be difficult. What was once bothersome and, and caused you to be irked by it won't cause you to be irked. Why? Because when you begin to operate in obedience to God, he says a great ease shall come over you as you trust in me and let me walk with you. And I love that word, let. That means to have permission, right? That means he, he's not going to... Uh, force his way into your life. He's not going to force you into provision. He's not going to force you into manifestation. He says, 
will you let me just walk with you? He's asking for permission. He says, when we partner together, all of those things that have held you in abundance will be destroyed. Supernatural happenings have already been assigned to you. We ain't waiting for them. We already got them. Tell your neighbor, say, hey, babe, you already got them. You ain't waiting for them. You already got them. So don't forget that my plans for you have always been good. He ain't starting to be good. He's always been good. He ain't starting to bless you. He's already blessed you. He ain't starting to heal. He's already healed. He says, for I have desired to cause restoration to manifest in every area of your life. Do not be afraid of the announcements that will come within the next six months. So in other words, here's a warning. Hey, you gonna hear some bad news. There are going to be some words that's contradictory to what I have promised, but don't, don't worry about it. He says, remind yourself once again, here's an action that we got to do. Remind yourself that you are in my hands and I will take care of you. That reminds me uh, of the prophecy of last year. His, he upholds us with his righteous right hand. Don't walk in fear of those things that you see happening around you. So once again, right, <clears throat> there's some things that's going to be happening around you. But he says, I prepare a table before you in the presence of thine enemies. He says, though they may fall at your left hand and right hand, nothing shall come not our dwelling. Don't you get afraid. Don't be concerned about what's happening around you. Don't walk in fear of those things that you see happening around you, but I am your father in covenant. In other words, I keep my premises. My angels are always encamped around you and have been given their assignments to protect you and guard you against need and lack. I love it. Y'all are saying Sunday's word, gooder and gooder. So prepare yourself, repent, and turn away from godless behavior. Once again, that's a task that we have to do. It says a lot, you can't get so caught up in the good things of the uh, Godly word that you lose focus of your requirements to see what God has said. He says, allow my word to cut away all hidden sin and iniquity, then watch me take care of all your needs. Allow, that means once again, he needs your permission. So, I mean, he ain't just gonna come through and just take that lying spirit away. He ain't going to just come through and take that fornicating spirit. He needs your permission to be God. He needs your permission to be Lord. Holy Spirit needs your permission to fix the situation. And so he says, allow my word to cut away all that. He says, rejoice now as I begin to show you those things that would take you from one level of glory to the next level of glory. Hallelujah. I will cause you to walk on your circumstances. You don't gotta, you don't gotta be afraid. I'll cause you to walk on those things and on your situations. If you will what? Not forget. So whose purpose, whose job is it to remember? That's my job. Forget what? My love, my grace, and that I will cause these things to be so. You ain't gotta be out here working out hard to make it happen. All you gotta do is let them walk with you. All you got to do is don't walk in fear. All you got to do is give them permission to, to, uh, to be God in your life. He said, I'm your father and I can't lie. I got a thing on my nightstand. There's 12 things God can't do. Number one is God cannot lie. He, 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 there's no variance in, in who he is. And, and it, for God to lie means that he could not exist. His word is eternal. 
he cannot lie. So he says, don't forget it. Don't forget it. I can't lie. So the promise that I gave you in 2022, the promise that I've given you in 2023, I ain't lying to you, baby. I'll do it, so don't forget it. It may not have shown up yet, but don't get, don't lose hope. The vision is for an appointed time, and that appointed time is when your faith, when you come into an alignment and agreement with what God has said, then you accelerate it, and you're placed in the place that he has had for your life. It says, rejoice now as I begin to show those things that will take you from one level of glory to the next level of glory. I will cause you to walk on your circumstances, on your situations, if you will not forget that it is my love and it is my grace that will cause you to see these things to be so. I am your father who cannot lie, so don't forget it. Just let me work. In other words, for y'all that don't get it, he said, get out of my way. Just let me be God. Don't fear doubt, but live your days with a joyful heart and begin to rejoice and know that I'm your God. So no matter what comes, once again, he's telling you, no matter what comes, remain in a place of great thankfulness and appreciation of the day. And in every situation, know this, I will show you the way. So what we got to understand is this, 2023 has been filled already with every promise of God for your life. 2023 is already filled with every promise of God for your life. He has already assigned favor to your situation. He has already assigned blessings to your situation. He has already supplied the supernatural happenings on your behalf. He has already prepared the way for you to inherit everything that he has already planned for you. However, in order to physically see what God has said, we have to do things the way that God has instructed us to do. And if you notice in the guiding word, it mentions some things. What are, what are some responsibilities of us? Number one, we got to hold on. Number two, he says, believe and watch. Number three, he says, partner with me. So engage in my way of living. He, he says, don't forget or meditate on the word four different times. He says, don't forget. He says, don't be afraid three different times. Why? Those are things he's telling us that we need to do because he already sees what 2023 has to offer. He says, prepare yourself. And then he says, repent and turn away. Those are all tasks or action verbs. They're the responsibility of the believer. Say, I'm the believer. It's, my, it's Ralph's job to hold on. It's Ralph's job to believe. It's Everett's job to be a partner, right? It's Kimberly's job to don't forget. God can't make you not forget. Those are things that you got to do. And then the last thing, one of the last actions he says, remain in a place of thankfulness and appreciation. Don't that sound like the old, the old God in word? He says, don't forget that when you experience blessings, basically on top of blessings, on top of blessings, don't forget who got you here. Other words, remain grateful is what he was saying. So the God in word tells us these things, but not because 2023, not because 2023 would be bad, but he said it may not be a, it may not appear to be a walk in the park, but your victory has already been purchased. He says the victory has already been purchased. It's yours. So God has already ordered your healing, your breakthrough, your deliverance, and so much more. We just got to stick to it. And see, here's the thing. You got to have an expectation. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to have an expectation. Because I, I, last we go on a vacation each year, a couple of vacations. And 
I was showing my kids the picture uh, of the house that we're going to stay in for spring break. And Ava in particular is, is she, she's a little, she, she has a great vision. And so, so you showed her something and she's just like, daddy, I can see myself swimming in that pool. Daddy, look, I'm going to walk to the beach where she was just talking to me this morning about it. She has an expectation of what that experience is going to be like when she gets there in March. She, she's like, I'm going to go up the stairs. I want to play with my friends. We're going to do this and this. That expectation is driving her. And she, in her mind, never had visited this particular house, already has a, in her image where she's going to do and what she's going to uh, be like. The expectation that you have is what's going to help push you through difficulty. When you see that God is a man that he cannot lie, you when you know, when you expect him to always show up, then it's easy to push through difficulty. See, when we're on our way to Gulf Shores or Florida or wherever we're going, and there may be a, a traffic jam, all you do is like, they like that. Are we there yet? They're like, no, but they're still in expectation because they know what the finished product looked like. Do you know what the finished product looked like? What does the good life look like? Good life look like for you? What does God promise you? And so the expectation is going to help you push through the difficulty. The expectation is what helps you push through the journey. It may, if you, some may fly, some may drive to get to their vacation, but either way, you may have missed a flight. It may be traffic, but you don't stop because you run into traffic. Why? Because you have an expectation to experience the goodness that you expect on your vacation. So we have an expectation and we don't quit on a vacation because there's a traffic jam. We don't quit on a vacation because they're a detour. We don't even quit on a vacation. I had a friend, they're on vacation. Their car broke down. They left their car where it broke down, rented a new one and kept going because they had an expectation for the vacation. And when you have an expectation about the, the word of God, then you're not tripping. What are some things that I can expect based off the God and word? It says, number one, that you're going to have open gates. It said, number two, that you're going to be the release. The supernatural has already been released. So if you find yourself in a situation and you can't see the natural solution, baby, don't worry about it. The supernatural has already been released on your behalf. Got to have an expectation. He says, great ease belongs to you. So yeah, I know you tried the job before. I know you got exactly you to start the business again. I know it seemed difficult last time, but what's my expectation? Great ease. Why? Because that's what the word is said. He says, bondage destroyed, supernatural happenings, good plans, restoration, cared for by God. He says, I got an expectation for covenant. So anything that God has promised and I've seen him do it on somebody else's behalf, him not being a respected person, then I can expect that same thing. He says, you can expect guard and protection against need and lack. So that means when financial things come out, I saw something today, they says credit card rates are going up. Car rates are going up. Mortgage interest is going up. Don't fret and don't worry. Don't be in a panic and don't make hard, rash, harsh decisions. Why? 
You got an expectation, baby, that he will guard and protect against need and lack. So even if all those things go up, supernaturally, God can increase your finances. He can cause things to happen on your behalf, but you got to have an expectation because without an expectation, you're going to cave in. Without an expectation, you quit. Anybody who runs track, they keep running because they have an expectation across the finish line. And so you got to keep running. And then lastly, the other thing that we can expect is the pathway to the promises. You don't got to be out here wondering how God's going to do it. He says that in the God and word that he'll give you a pathway to promises. And we know that when we're in faith, we can expect what? A plan of action, right? So let's, let's, let's go. So that's what the God and word talked about. But in order to see those things, we got to keep, we got to be eyes up. We got to keep our eyes on God. John 16 and 33 says this, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the word you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, be certain, be undaunted, for I have overcome the world. world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. Nothing, oh, that's good. Nothing in this world can harm you. Well, what about my credit card? My credit score, I have deprived it of power to harm you. If God says the house is yours, he knew your poor credit score when he told you. He knew your financial situation when he told you. When he said your marriage could be whole, he knew how crazy you were and your spouse. Because it ain't just your spouse. You got something to do it too, right? He knew the whole situation, but he still gave you the word. Why? Because nothing in this earth deprives God of power to do what he said he was going to do. And I personally love the word undaunted. He's saying to us, do not be intimidated, Mia. Hey, Kim, don't be discouraged by difficulty. Hey, 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 uh, Lissette, it's okay. Because danger and disappointment, can't put, that, that doesn't impact the word. Nothing in this earth has the ability to impact God's word outside of your failure to believe. So the only thing that can keep God from being Lord in your life is when you don't let him walk with you. When you choose not to let God walk with you, then that limits his ability. That's why when he was in, when he went back to his hometown, it says that God was able to do what? He wasn't able to do many works. Why? Because of their what? Unbelief. And so anytime we choose not to have an expectation to see what God is saying, we're not letting him walk with us. We're not letting him be Lord. So we're limiting his ability to manifest in our lives what he has already prepared. It's not that he's not prepared it. We're limiting his ability for it to show up in our lives. So we got to keep our eyes on God. So in this year, there may be times you feel alone, but you got to understand that God's not left you. There may be times you may feel like you got sucker punched with news, but that does not mean that God doesn't love you. At the end of the day, you got to keep saying this. No matter what, I know God has worked something out good on my behalf. We used to have a, a saying, something always something is always working on my behalf. And that's how you got to wake up every day, regardless of what you see. Something's good working on my behalf. Favor is going before me. His miracles are showing up. I thank you, Lord, for great ease. I don't. Although it seems like I may be frustrated, I tap into the ease. I expect 
ease when it comes down to getting another job. I expect ease when it comes down to raising my kids. I expect ease when it comes down to losing this weight. I expect ease when it comes down to doing that. Why? Because God will make what was once difficult easy when you walk in faith and you let him be God. Something good is happening on my behalf. Favor is always proceeding everywhere I go. Open doors are waiting for me to walk through. So I want to give you quickly a few scriptures that you can meditate on, right? You can meditate on that will help us through this year. All right. These are things that I'll be meditating on. I got to fix my eyes. I got to have my eyes up. That's a short way. That's a term I'm going to be using with my kids and with April in our house. Eyes up. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 says this. So we must fix our eyes on not on what is seen. So I got to fix my eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So in other words, God is saying this, our circumstances, those things that you can see, they're temporary. But what's unseen, God, his presence, his power, those are the things that you got to fix your mind on. You got to understand that the unseen world is more powerful than what you see with your natural eyes. The kingdom and heaven is more powerful than what we see with our natural eyes. Faith, you don't see faith with your natural eyes, but you see the results of it. Healing is a result of an unseen faith. Deliver, Pastor Evan retiring at 51 is a result of unseen. Like you didn't see, you can't see the faith, but you see, it's just like when you don't see the win. You see the results of it. So we got to have eyes up, not on what we see in the earth, but what the kingdom of God has already promised us. The second one, you got to have eyes up on who's the author and the finisher and the perfecter of all things. Hebrews 12 and 2. It says, fixing your eyes on who? Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before him, right? He saw it joyous to go to the cross. Endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, I put Colossians 3 in there, but I didn't paste the verses because I knew it would take up too much of my time. Because I love Colossians 3 out of the mirror. But you know what it says. See yourself co-seated with Christ. And, then, and I'm going to summarize. It says, because when you see yourself co-seated with Christ, it drives out all of that worldly thinking. So it drives out the fact that you can be in lack. Why? Because I'm seated with Christ. With Christ, there is no lack. It, it drives out the thoughts of being sick. Why? Because I'm seated with Christ. And when I'm with Christ, no, I, I'm whole. There's perfection with Christ. So you got to have eyes up. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's written the book already, baby. You're just walking out history. And when you hear God, you see what he has already promised. So eyes up, he's the author and finisher. Eyes up, he's the apostle, he's a friend, and he's the high priest. Hebrews 3 and 1, it says, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, do what? Fix your thoughts. See, see, nobody can fix Pastor Chris' thoughts on God but her. Nobody can fix Paula's thoughts on God but her. So you got to fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our apostle and our high priest. 
So we got to do, we got work to do. So when I'm looking at a situation, I got to remember that God's the author and the finisher. I got to realize, understand that he has given me great ease and he has given me a, a measure of faith. And so that if any man comes to God believing, right, any man comes to God believing, then we know that that man can receive. So I got to know who's always in control. I got to always have my eyes fixed on God. John 15 and 15 says this. He says, I don't call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you what? A friend. See, once there, there's levels. There's people I talk to every day and I talk to and it's on a very general basis, right? I don't, I don't give them a lot of information. Why? Because they ain't a friend. It, I mean, they don't know what I'm doing. They're like, how was the break? Oh man, it was cool. Right, that may just be a stranger, and then somebody I've known a few years. All right, how's the break? Oh man, it was cool. We hung out at my mama's house, and blah blah blah, you know. But then Pastor Edwin said, One of the guys asked me, Man, the break was fire. Let me tell you what we did. Why through intimacy, people become friends, and when they're friends, you share information with them. And so God is saying, you're not a servant, you're a friend. Anything that I'm doing, you have, you're privy to. Holy Spirit causes my will to be shared, my love to be shared abroad in your heart. And that love helps you understand the depth, the width, and the height of everything that I do so that you may come in full understanding. And then I may do exceeding abundantly above everything that you can ask or imagine. So don't be running around here talking about, I don't know what I'm going to do. You do know if you take the time to hear God. Why? Because when you fix your eyes on the apostle, when you fix your eyes on the high priest, when you fix your eyes on the one that's the author and the finisher, right, and the perfecter, then he will give you the plans, all right? So number the, set, the fourth thing that we got to do, we got to fix our eyes on the one who is perfect peace. So in the midst of tough times, you don't look at what you see, you look at peace. Isaiah 26 and 3 says this, you keep him in perfect peace, what? Whose mind is stayed on you. Going back to Colossians 3, see yourself co-seated with Christ, right? And if you read Colossians 3 and you go through that, it talks about how it drives out all of those worldly thoughts. And we're not just talking about, quote, the big sins. We're talking about the fact that you you have an identity of yourself where you don't think you deserve to make $100,000. We're talking about the identity where you don't think you deserve to make $250,000. We're talking about resetting your financial thermostat where it's okay to have way more money than you have year, meaning that I can go a complete year and not make a dime and still live good resetting all of that because you got to understand in the kingdom it's all about abundance it's about resetting your thermostat so that you understand that because sometimes you're like man it's always uh uh it's always something to give to right because people need help but the bible says that he'll, he'll give us he'll give bread to the seed sower right he'll, he'll give seed to the sower that for every good work and charitable donation he'll provide us a, a way and a means to to give to that when our eyes are on him for perfect peace. And then I'm just going to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. You know, we, we quote that on our English Standard Version. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And y'all know, lean not to your own understanding. In other ways, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Once again, guys, your job is to fix your eyes. 
It's your job. You control your own eyes. You control what you let come into your eyes. And, and Pastor Edwin, I used to teach, and I remember in the uh, uh, bedroom on Bible study and cafeteria, uh, your eye gate, your ear gate, right? What you let come into it. Be, I, be, I encourage you this year to be very cautious of the things you listen to, the words that you listen to, the news, uh, the people you let pour into your life. Be cautious of your environment. And a lot of that is what you control, right? Uh, I don't listen to, I don't watch a lot of news on TV. I read a lot of articles, but I pick and choose what I read, right? But if you always look, listen to people talking about how they don't got enough money, how, how, how the economy is down, how you shouldn't be investing in this, and how this is a bad uh, idea, that's your job. The Bible tells us to guard our heart, right? So guard your eye gate, what you look, what you're looking at, your ear gate. You got to, and you got to guard your heart. All right. So those are things that you got to do, right? Because for every promise, there, there, there's a practical application on how to uh, achieve that promise. What and the way we do it is we let God walk with us and we keep eyes up. So the next thing for those who are anxious, eyes up, because God is not a God of anxiety. Philippians four six verses um, four verses six and seven. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Hallelujah. So so when I got eyes up, right, when we're talking about it, when I got eyes up, when God called Peter to walk on water, when he had eyes up, long as he was looking at Jesus, he was able to, to um, manifest and participate in the miracle by defying gravity. As long as he was eyes up, it wasn't until he began to consider what he could see, which goes back to number. I mean, goes back to the first one, right? Second Corinthians four nineteen. Do not fix your eyes on what is seen. So as Peter was fixing his eyes on what was seen, then what happened is he began to sink or not experience the miraculous power of God because he wasn't eyes up. But it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, right? So how do I experience God's peace, Pastor Ralph? All I do, I don't worry about anything. I just pray about everything. And then, see, I can praise based off expectation. See, it's hard for you to praise when there's no expectation, when you have no confirmation of an outcome. My praise is a receipt. My worship is a receipt of the fact that I expect and I already know the outcome. April listens to this song almost every day, right? Fragrance to fire. He's talking about how his worship. How am I able to worship and praise God? Because I already, I already see the outcome. I already expect for him to do what he said because he's God that cannot lie. It says his peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ. So number six, the sixth thing, fix your eyes on what's ahead. So we got to be eyes up on the future on what's ahead. Proverbs 4 and 23 says like this, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. And you're like, Ralph, what does that mean? Good. Run over Jeremiah 29, 11. This is what lies ahead before you. He says, for I know the thoughts and the plans I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace 
and not of evil to give you what? An expected end. Another, the Bible says to give you a hope and a future. So I got to look straight ahead and I got to fix my eyes on what lies before me. What lies before me? The plan of God. What is that plan of God to give me thoughts of peace? What's that plan of God to not have evil upon me? What's that plan of God to give me a hope in the future? To give me an outcome? To give me abundant peace? To give me overflow in my money? To give me overflow in my uh, relationships? To give me abundance? To give me more than enough in every area of my life? That's what I fix my eyes on. That's my that's that that's what you have. Uh, the comment says, "I have a hope and a future from God." That's what you fix your eyes on. That's why we got eyes up because we're not looking at what see what we see. We're looking at the unseen. We're looking at the promises of God. We're letting it fill us to the brim to overflow with expectation. And then when our heart is full of it, the Bible says that when we speak from that we speak from the abundance of our heart, right? So if a man says to this mountain, right, be ye moved and believes in his heart. And believes in his heart. So I got to say it and I got to believe in my heart. And the example God told me was this. He says a lot of people are saying words and saying words without believing in your heart is like shooting a gun with blanks. You making a sound, but there's no impact because there's no damage that can be done. There's no lead. There's no power behind that. He says when you believe in your heart, it is like the projectile that goes and disrupts things. It has an ability to rearrange. So words out of your mouth without a believing in your heart is just a bunch of noise. It's, that's why he says, why call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? It's just, I mean, why? And so we got to understand that. But here's the thing. You keep making that confession until it becomes something you believe in your heart. And sometimes you can just give yourself a litmus test. Right now, think about it. You got a bill to show up. It's $1,200. How you feel? If your first emotional response is depressed or sad, then you don't understand, baby, that, hey, God has already supplied that. And so what you do is like, oh, that's not the right response. Because if that comes, God has already said that he will supply my need. God already understood that he will give me this. So my, my first reaction of unbelief, doubt, and, and sadness because I may not feel like I could pay that. It's not an indication that I'm fully believing God. There's nothing wrong with experiencing that emotion. But the problem is if you experience that and then don't put word on it to change it. So if I get a sucker punch, yeah, it may hurt. I didn't expect it, but then I immediately say what God has said about my life. He says that he'll give me perfect peace. God, I thank you for the perfect peace that you've given me. God, I don't know exactly how in the how this will work out but what i do is know is this you told me not to worry about anything you told me to pray about everything so lord i give this to you i don't know how i'm going to pay this twelve hundred dollars in myself but what i do is trust that you're a provider so i give it over to you so lord i thank you uh that i praise you that it's already done i praise you that you'll see me through and lord i thank you for a plan of action to see that this coming through. And so, Lord, I'm going to hear you on what you tell me to do. And if he tells you to go sell oil, you go sell oil. If he tells you to go sell cupcakes, you go sell cupcakes. If he tells you just to keep doing going on as business as usual, you go you do business as usual. But you got to find yourself doing what God said because the pathway that he gives 
Edwin and Sean, and the pathway that he gives Chris and Valley, the pathway that he gives Raph and April, the pathway that he gives Nitra or Ashandra or Santricia or Aria may not be the pathway that he gives you. So you got to be very cautious that you hear God. What did God say about the situation? All right. So you got to fix your eyes on God. All right, you got to look straight ahead and know that what lies before you and what lies before you is a hope in the future. All right, eyes up. Eyes up on what? Good times. You cannot allow God to bless you and you forget about it. Deuteronomy 8 and 10. When you have eaten and are satisfied, do what? Praise the Lord, your God, for the good land he has given you. Every day be grateful because it's hard to take your eyes off God if you're grateful. It's really difficult to not see God when you're grateful. Deuteronomy 8 and 11 says it this way. The next verse, it says, but that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, he's telling us, beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees. In other words, don't ask God, don't, don't be blessed by God with the new house, with the money or whatever. And then when you get it, you're not grateful. You don't, you're not remembering who got you there. Because that is a good way to have things. I mean, you use faith to obtain them. You need faith to maintain them. And so we got to make sure that we stay grateful. You use faith to get it. Like you believe God for that man. You believe God for the woman. You believe God for the job. Then you got the man. You got the woman. You got the job. And then when you saw the first sign of difficulty, you're like, oh, what is this? You know, this can't be God. God didn't promise that we wouldn't see difficulty. He promised that we would have victory. He told us that we would see difficulty. He says, in this world, child, there will be trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's what he tells us. So we got to fix our eyes on God. We got to remain grateful. That's how we stay eyes up every day. God, I thank you. Even when things are up, God, I thank you. Uh, I put my car back in the shop for like the fourth time in the last six weeks, right? And it's all major work. And it's like, God, I thank you. I thank you, God, I got the money to pay for it. I thank you that I even got a vehicle because there are people who don't got a car. I thank you that I could take it somewhere. I thank you, God, that I got a third vehicle that I could drive while this one gets fixed. Or I thank you, God, that I could have rented a car. Instead of looking at things poorly, you begin to be grateful for the situation. God, even though I'm taking an Uber, I thank you that I'm in my right mind and I'm at peace. I thank you, Lord, that my kids are good. I thank you that they're not worrying about where they got to get food from. There is always rationale to be grateful and grateful will center you on who's Lord in your life. So, all right, let's get to number eight because we're going to wrap up. We're at 49 minutes. Fix your eyes on God in tough times. So we got to have eyes up in good times. We got to be grateful, but we also got to have eyes up in tough times. Nahum, Nahum 1.7 in the message, it says, God is good. Hallelujah. God is good. He's a hiding place in tough times. So a lot of you experience difficulty, and instead of running to God to hide, you hiding in your closet. You hiding in your bedroom. You hiding in your fears. The Bible says God is good. He is a hiding place in tough times. He recognizes and welcomes 
anyone looking for help. Ain't that good? He, no matter how desperate the trouble. So he said, it doesn't matter, baby, where you find yourself at. It doesn't, when, when, when the prodigal son found himself in that pig pen, it didn't matter. The Lord is good. He is a hiding place. He, he's just like, if I could just make it back to my father's house. Right? The prodigal son, if I could just make God is good. He's a hiding place. He ain't worried about your sin. He's like, I've already taken care of that. You letting sin cause you to be ashamed and you think that you can't come to God. Hold on. That doesn't disqualify you. It doesn't disqualify you from coming back to God. The Bible says what can separate us from the love of God. And basically it said nothing. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, right? Nothing. So God is good. He is a hiding place in tough times. So if you find yourself in 2023 and you find things getting difficult, run to God. Why? Because he welcomes anyone looking for help. Hallelujah. No matter how desperate the trouble. Psalms 27 and 1, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Who cares about the interest rate? Who cares about the economy? Who cares about the prices of home? Who cares about doctor's diagnosis? Whom shall I be afraid when the Lord is my light and my salvation? He is the strength of my life. He has the ability to turn facts into truth. He has the ability to turn facts into truth. The fact is, I probably should be in pain. The truth is, I'm not. The fact is, at 17, they said I had the shoulder of an 80-year-old man and that it would be frozen. But praise God, I can lift both of my hands and rejoice. Praise God, I can lift both of them and worship. See, gratefulness centers you and it helps you understand that in tough times, the same God that moved that car that night when it was sitting in the highway and I was about to run into it, that same God that brought me around safely is the same God that'll do it again. He is the God of again. He is the God of over. He is the same God, that same God that sent that wrapped himself up in flesh, that same God that sat in the garden, that same God that took sin and the punishment of all is the same God that will bring you through today. He's the same God. That same God that paid your rent that one time is the same God that'll heal you. That same God that brought you through that one time when you thought you was pregnant and you was calling on his name and now you ain't pregnant. That same God, right? That, that, that God. That God that you you committed to when you needed rescuing, but then you ran away when good times showed up. You went back because you didn't. I mean, you just went back. But He's a God. He says, "I still welcome you, baby." The Bible says, uh, <clears throat> "Over in gosh, I just went blank." He says, "Argue with me, all right? Let us argue together." And, and, and so that you can prove me right, so that you can prove the word right. Now that's bothering me. Um, sorry guys oh yeah 
Isaiah 43 and 26. Put me in remembrance. Let us argue together. Set forth your case that you may be proved right. In other words, he says, I'm a man that honors my word. So all you got to do, your job is to remind me of what I told you I was going to do for you. Yeah, I ain't worried about the economy. Remind me, what did I say I was going to do? Yeah, I did say I was going to give you the house. Favor goes before you. Go to, go to this bank. Ask this lender. Hold up. Don't use your money for the down payment. Just hold on to that. Why? Because he's your light and your salvation. And when we're eyes up, even in tough times, we don't have to worry. 2 Chronicles 16 and 9 says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and from throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. On behalf of those whose heart is what? Loyal to him. See, and I love when Pastor Sean says it. And you know, Pastor Sean is Pastor Sean. But she says, listen, this is the time for covenant people. God is committed to those that are loyal to him. This is the time. So if you're in covenant with God and you, you sold your seed and you've been committed to the kingdom and you've been obedient to God, this is your time for prosperity. This, and I'm talking financial, but I'm not just talking financial. I'm talking good uh, health-wise. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about every area of your life. We won't leave anything on the table because God wants us to have goodness in every area of your, our lives. And, that, and the other thing that we got to fix our eyes on is this. We got to fix our eyes on the God of miracles. Luke 9 and 16, and it's our last scripture for tonight. Luke 9 and 16 says this. He says, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Okay? Think, listen to that. Taking the five loaves and the two fish. He got over 5,000 men, right, in front of him. He got five loaves and two fish. See, you, you got you got $50 and you got a $400 light bill. And the Lord says, go ahead and tithe off of it. Go ahead and give your offering off of it, right? He says, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, eyes up, he gave thanks and he broke them. All right, I'm going to run back over here to Philippians 4 and 6 and 7. Jesus basically said, look, I ain't got to worry about anything. Instead, I'm going to pray about everything. I'm going to take this fish and I'm going to take this. I'm going to tell God what I need and then I'm going to think of what it's done. And so he says, look, God, I got five loaves and I got two fish. I need supply for all. You already know the need that's before me, God. So I'm just going to thank you for what you're going to do. And he says he began to break. And as he broke, he continued to feed all of them. It continued to feed all of them. He says he gave it to the disciples to distribute. And we know the story. He came back with 12 baskets, right? Overflow. He came back with more than enough. How do you start with five loaves and two fish and then come back with 12 baskets? See, I mean, it's, it's God's uh, system of seed, time, and harvest. When you participate in his system, then he's able to give you more than enough. So here's the thing. Don't minimize your seed in 2023. Look to God. If, you're, if God tells you to sow $10, then you sow the 10. If he tells you to sow the 100, you sow the 100. Don't you, you keep your eyes up for miracles. Keep your eyes up for miracles. 
when, when, when they had to pay the taxes, he told them to go catch the first, look in the fish, mouth of the fish, the first fish he caught, and there'll be provision there. That didn't make no sense. God, I need my taxes paid. Go fishing. Does not make sense. But you got to understand, if it's an instruction from God, it is all you need. Because I am not concerned about what's seen. I am not concerned about what my soul understands. What I must be concerned about is what God has said concerning my life. I got to be eyes up. I got to be so focused on being grateful. I got to be so focused on the God uh, uh, in, uh, in good times. I got to be so focused on running to him in tough times. I got to be so focused on the fact that, that I know what lies ahead of me, and that's a good plan, a hope in the future. I got to be eyes up and knowing that perfect peace is before me and that I don't got to have anxiety. I got to know that Jesus has called me friend. And as a friend, he is intimate with me. He gives me the details and he tells me where all the promises are hidden. He tells me where all the treasure lies. So I got to know that God will share his secrets with me. Right? I got to know who's the author and the finisher. I got to keep my eyes on the fact that God started this and he, he, he's going to be the one that finishes this. He is the Alpha and he's the Omega. He knows everything that's going on between. So if I just put my trust in him, he said he'll make my way easy. If I just put let if I just let him walk with me, he said he'll give me those promises, right? Let's, 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 let's wrap up right there. With, with going back to the good things that it says. He said, if I just let him walk with me, he's going to open up gates for me. If I let, if I let him walk with me, he's going to, he has released the supernatural on my behalf. He said, I'll bring you great ease, Brenda. I'll bring you, uh, I'll destroy all bondage in your life, Amy. Just keep your eyes up. Supernatural things are going to happen for you, Etoy. Just keep your eyes up. He says, hey, look, Don, you know the plans I have for you, girl. A hope and a future. Abundance is your heritage. It is the thing. It is in your, it's, it's your inheritance. He says, keep your eyes on it. He says, restoration for everybody that has anything broken. Relationships restored. All right? He says, I got that. Credit restored. Finances restored. Health restored. He says, if you just let me walk with you. He says, I'm a God, I can't lie. I'm a God of covenant. Look at that. I, I'm your father in covenant. Yeah, that was the next one. I'm in covenant. He said, if you, if you just keep your eyes up, I guard and protect you against need and light. Like, remember, he says, I welcome those who are in trouble, right? And the Bible says, the Lord, he, he, he likes to trouble our trouble. So he says, look, I'm looking to beat up everything that tries to come against you. It brings me great joy to trouble your trouble. It brings me great joy for you to run to me and I'll take care of you. And he says, look, when you got eyes up, you'll see the pathway to promises. So we want to see what God has said. We got to stay eyes up this year, guys. In 2023, don't let the guiding word just be words on paper. Let it be something. Let it become so real to you that you begin to see in this month, open gates. And this month, miracles. And this month, supernatural happens. And this month, restoration. We're not waiting. Every day we are expecting everything God has said. Wow. He's a man that he cannot lie and I'll stay eyes up. And so that's the word for the night, God. We right at an hour. Uh, actually, I only talk, I'll talk less than an hour because it's 13 minutes of announcements. 
So, because uh, we're going to try to be very respectful of your time, but we want to make sure you're equipped because we got seven o'clock prayer and we got Bible study. So we know that's some time in there, but we're also going to make sure you got what you need to be successful. So spend some time going over those scriptures. When the enemy talks to you about different things, you know, to stay eyes up, know what the word says about situations. And before you open your mouth to say something, right? Before you open your mouth to say something, make sure and, and stop yourself. Pause. Does this agree with what God has said? Because the thing about the abundance of the heart mouth speaking, the mouth heart connection, it also works. It, it's, it's a principle, right? Gravity is a principle, right? It works for everybody. So the thing is, if I say words of doubt and I believe those words of doubt in my heart, then I'm going to have what I say. I want to have what I say. So you got to make sure that you stay eyes up. That's that's right, McGee. Uh, uh, yeah, we're not waiting. We're expecting. We're expecting. I'm expecting. Like, and that same energy, right, that, that Ava gets when she thinks about the White House for vacation and she sees herself. See yourself daily being welcomed by God and him wanting to take care of your every situation. All right. So let me run through these announcements real quick. All right. First thing, you know, at FOC, we have 100% tithers. Man, I want to say thank you uh, to the way y'all have given in 2022. We have done, we did great things in 2022. And y'all just wait. All right. We ain't going to, I'm not sure what Pastor Evan's going to do. But man, wait till y'all come back to the campus. It's going to look a little different over there. So y'all don't, and you're like, what you talking about? Show up on February 5th. That, show up on February 5th, you can see it. But ways to give is give a five, push pop, push pay, tidally, text to give. And then for our international partners, you know that you can utilize PayPal at FOC Church, uh, NWA at gmail.com. All right. Make sure that you're giving. Uh, and, and make sure you're hearing God about your giving every day, right? We give to our ministry. Right, because our ministry is good ground. Uh, the seed that we give the ministry, it takes care of benevolence, it takes care of the ministry, it helps us sow things, but it also takes care of our men and women of God and all the people that serve in our ministry, right? Because we, I mean, they're they're taken care of. So that seed is going and it's growing. Scholarships, right? Youth ministry, it's taking care of all those things. So make sure you're sowing. All right. Uh, the next thing, uh, make sure that you are attending all services. And I encourage you this year, don't let the enemy talk to you. Man, that's a long time on Wednesday. We got seven o'clock prayer. And Pastor Rap gonna come on here and talk for an hour. So that's seven to nine. That's two hours of my time. But you watch TV. You watch if you went to watch Avatar, that was three hours. I still ain't went because I like every time I think about sitting there for three hours, that's a long time. But you you commit to that. That shouldn't be more important than your breakthrough. But you don't got eyes up anyway if you're talking about two hours is a lot of time when you'd have been watched uh, the best man last season and all that. You got time. You just spend it where you want it. Everybody got time. Everybody got 24 hours. We're just spending it the way we want to spend it. And so you got to be honest with yourself. How important is the word to me? And if you if you're serious about it, then you'll be here. All right. You'll be here. All right. So. Be here. Our next opportunity to uh, get together is Friday, 6.30 a.m. for prayer. All right. So we'll see you on uh, Friday at 6.30 for prayer. And then we'll see you again uh, 
Sunday morning with Pastor uh, Pastor Chris and Elder Valley uh, on the keys, and then followed by Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean uh, on Sunday, and then Strategies for Success on Monday, and then we'll be back here again Wednesday. All right. I love you guys. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say this prayer with me. Lord, I accept you into my life. I believe that um, Christ died for my sins and that I am saved because I accept I accept you. I want you to be Lord. I want to live for you. And I ask that you put in me, I, 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 other words, I receive your Holy Spirit to live on inside of me so that I may begin to have a character that looks like yours. And then if you don't have a church home, Man, you need to partner with folks. If you like, man, I really like them folks. I love Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean. I love it. The praise, the praise team. I love hearing them pray. Uh, that little country yellow boy uh, from Southern Arkansas. I, I like him too. You, you like the word. You might as well join because we don't think you're a partner until you join. So the link is in uh, in the chat. Go fill that out. Uh, and the other thing you want to do is make sure you're a partner because. Shout out to the to the team that's doing the Kajabi emails and letting people uh, know updates for the church. There are great things happening. If you want to be connected, you got to let us know we connected. So go fill out the partnership form, foccchurch.com. Uh, scroll down and uh, come on over and join one of the greatest church churches on this side of heaven. We're not a church for everybody, but we're a church for thousands across the world. And we will make an impact for the kingdom that will be felt. And that's what we're going to do. All right. So I love you guys. That's all the announcements, I believe. Uh, so you guys be blessed uh, and make sure you spend time in the word every single day. All right. Bye bye.